Hey everybody, this is Mandy and you're listening to the Empower Podcast, the show that discusses everything mental health, real stories, strategies, and ways to improve your overall mental health. If you or someone you know could use a little mental health boost, join us as we chat about all things that encompass a healthy mind. Welcome back to the Empower Podcast. Um, Today we have a special guest with us. We have Dr. Karen Curitan. She's a licensed naturopathic physician, acupuncturist, um, neuroplasticity practitioner, and co-creator of the Wired for Wellness program. Um, She has walked through her own journey with complex chronic illness, anxiety, depression, and PTSD, and was able to personally realize the life-changing impacts that can be had from rewiring your brain and rebalancing your nervous system. Um, As a result of her own experiences, she has since been able to help many clients do the same, and we're so glad to have you today. Thank you. So happy to be here. (laughs) Awesome. Well, let's just dive right in. Um, I'm going to let you, if you don't mind, share a bit of your background story and kind of little bits of your life and what led you to now. Hmm. Yeah. So, you know, now what I do, I'm so passionate about because it's incredibly potent and effective. And it took me many years to find this um, modality, I guess I would call it. Um, but to back up to the beginning, what got me on this journey in the beginning was my own health journey, right? As you mentioned in my introduction, I had a really um, long period of chronic illness that lasted, you know, over 15 years. And I got sick originally in college, just very suddenly, didn't have any idea what was going on. And, um, it was pretty severe. I couldn't really get out of bed to go to classes. Um, some days I lost most of my muscle mass and two thirds of my hair and all kinds of crazy things were going on. But, um, at that time I went to see a conventional, you know, medical doctor. And actually I went to see quite a few to try to figure out what's going on. And they were just like, Oh, we don't know. We can't find it on your basic lab test. So you must be fine and just come back when you have real problems. And (laughs) And so, you know, that was not really what I wanted to hear because I was like, no, I'm pretty sure something's wrong because I've lost two thirds of my muscle mass. So that's not normal. So anyways, I kept looking. I, you know, didn't give up. And I found a naturopathic physician in my town who, you know, that was basically a miracle because I lived in Georgia at the time and um, Georgia doesn't license naturopathic physicians. So there are very few there. You have to have a different license basically. So that was super lucky. I found her and she was like, you know, I have a few ideas about what might be going on. Let's start with down this path and see if it helps you, you know? And she was the first one to give me hope that, you know, somebody could figure out what it was and help me get better. So I got enough better from that, that I decided I wanted to go to medical school and be a part of the change that, you know, I think needed to happen in the medical um, world. And at the, uh, during medical school, I got a lot sicker, actually. I think, you know, a huge part of it for me was the just unrelenting stress that was like very intense for six years. 
Um, but there were other things too, you know, that wasn't my only issue. I also was being exposed to toxic mold and getting damaged by fluoroquinolone antibiotics and all these other things, but it was a perfect storm and I got a lot sicker. And then, um, I got so sick basically that at the end of school, I had to take a year off to try to heal. And I would say I got probably like maybe 60% of the way there in that year. And then, um, I started my practice. I was, I was like, okay, it's time to go. It's time to help other people. And that too was incredibly stressful. So I, you know, I took that one year break, but I didn't actually really change my stress patterning. As soon as I went back to work, I was back to being just like, on fire all the time with a stress response, just like never putting work down, never feeling like I could put work down. And um, so the the illness process just continued during that time. So my initial naturopathic and acupuncture practice, I focused on pe people like me, people who'd been to see, you know, 15 other doctors hadn't gone and help, you know, had the weird issues like mold illness or Lyme disease or things like that, that some medical professionals do not even acknowledge. And um, I was able to get the majority of those people well, but there was a percentage of people that either got stuck on the treatment plan I put them on and they couldn't get off without regressing or they, you know, had a little bit of benefit and then they went back to their symptoms or they just didn't respond to any kind of treatment. There was a small percentage of people that didn't get any benefit from anything I did or anything any other doctor did. And so I was like, okay, I think I'm missing something here for them and for me. What is it? And I, at that time I went to a conference and they were talking about um, rewiring the limbic system. This is when, you know, brain retraining started to come on the medical scene. And there was a very, very simplistic approach at that time. And I tried it and it didn't work for me. And I was so disappointed because I was like, you know, I think this is what I need. I'm so incredibly stressed out all the time. So anxious. My body is practically vibrating from the anxiety. I was also depressed. I was like basically bouncing back and forth between the two as many people do. And so when I discovered it, I knew I was like, I'm very dysregulated. My nervous system is basically never in a healing state. And so I kept looking and I eventually found some approaches to rewiring the limbic system that were effective for me. And then I started using those in many, many patients and getting those, most of those folks who were non-responders or whatever you might want to call them, they actually were able to many of them get well once they address their nervous system. So that's why I'm so passionate about it today. And I'm excited we're going to talk more about it. I am a nurse practitioner, so I'm, you know, traditionally trained. So I'm very interested in this alternative approach that seems to utilize the entire body rather than just a pill for something. How can you, I guess, for us who do not know very much about neuroplasticity, can you explain that kind of in simple terms for us? The brain has the ability to change our whole lives. You know, the wiring that we have set up in the brain from all of our experiences and learning events in our lives, all of those kind of connections in the brain, um, for the most part, they can be changed. And so 
that science has become more and more and more robust over the last probably 20 years to the point where now we know how to actually really hack that system to get the brain to learn something new very quickly. And I think the cool part is that in addition to that, we are now applying it to the parts of our brain that are emotional and that are responsible for these survival states that go hand in hand with our emotions. And so uh, now what is happening is we are actually changing the wiring in the emotional brain, the emotional part of our brains, so that it stops firing stress signaling all the time or in situations when it shouldn't, right? We all have things that are triggers for us that don't necessarily need to be, right? Things that, you know, uh, maybe felt stressful at some time, but now we really don't need to be responding with a stress response, but we are because that's what we learned the first time we encountered it. And so you can imagine that if you are one of those people that has tons of triggers, you know, you're constantly getting you know, stressed out by this, that, or the other thing, like work deadlines, or your partner gets mad at you, or the kids got to get to school and you're late, you know, all these things. You can imagine if you've got a bunch of them that you may be dysregulated a lot of the day. I should probably explain what that means too. <laughs> so dysregulated basically means that um, your uh, limbic system in the brain, which is that emotional part of your brain, it is getting stuck sending signals to the body that you are in danger. And it sends that signal through the autonomic nervous system to every single organ system in the body. And all of those organ systems change their physiology to try to help you survive a true threat to your life. So as an example, when you go into fight or flight, you know, your body dumps glucose into the bloodstream to try to give you energy to run away or fight. You know, it tightens up all your muscles, which also makes it easier to mobilize them quickly to run away or fight. Um, it raises your blood pressure and your heart rate and your breathing rate and all this stuff. All of those things are designed to help you do one of those things run away or fight for your life, right? But if you're just at the office reading your email and you know your heart rate is up at 100 <laughs> and you're <sighs> breathing shallowly, right? That's not um, good for your health, right? Because that signal is being translated to the whole body. And unfortunately, a lot of people don't know this, but that impairs your like digestion dramatically. It, Im it imbalances your immune system dramatically. It imbalances your hormonal system. Can you give us like a an overview of like what what this might look like? You have a client come to you or a patient come to you. How do you walk them through the process? With rewiring your brain, there are a couple different methods I've found that are really, really powerful for doing that. And so Basically, I introduce people to all of those because what I found is that certain brains do better with certain techniques, but there are several that I have found that are amazing for making change for pretty much everybody. So what I do with my, you know, new clients is usually I have them, you know, join a, a group program. And I actually designed one of these, the Wired for Wellness program, which you mentioned in the beginning, because I didn't, I couldn't find any other programs out there who were utilizing these most effective tools that I had found um, and combining them. 
combining them is definitely the secret sauce um, for making sure everybody gets results in rapidly. So that program, the important part about rewiring your brain that people need to know is that it takes repetition. Right. Just like how you learn uh, to ride a bike or, you know, you learn to learn a new language. All those take repetition. Right. You got to practice, practice, practice. And then your brain suddenly just starts doing it for you. Right. Now you drive your car and you don't even think about the process of driving your car. Right. And so that is that happens in the emotional brain, too. So when you you know, repetitively teach it something emotional, it gets better and better and better at producing that for you, right? So these old practices that we have of like a gratitude practice, as an example, when you repeat the state of gratitude over and over again, over again, I don't mean thinking grateful thoughts, I mean feeling it, although they're both helpful. Um, when you feel that on a regular basis, your brain gets better at producing gratitude. So then what you will find is in the long term, you will just start feeling gratitude in a lot of situations when you didn't before. And it will just be like, boom, oh, wow, I'm feeling so grateful for this sunset right now. And that's just because your brain has gotten so good at identifying when to produce that state for you. And then it just, boom, automatically. But when it comes to rewiring the emotional brain, there's an added layer to this. So the emotional brain is designed to help you survive, right? Survive danger. And so it's supposed to keep you alive, which means that all your past experiences that felt threatening or felt, you know, um, scary or painful or traumatic, uh, anything along those lines, is going to have basically a survival tag attached to that memory. So basically your limbic system said, oh, this is, an, is this survival related or emotionally related? So we're gonna store that here in the emotional brain. And so once it, a experience has a survival tag like that, what happens is it plays itself out in your life over and over and over again in the future. Um, and that means, as an example, let's say, you know, uh, trying to think of a new example. I often use the same examples over and over again. Let's say somebody had an experience as a kid where they almost drowned. That experience of swimming was probably tagged as a very big threat in their brain, right? So it would be very normal for that child to go forward in life and be terrified of water. And every time they get near a big body of water, they're likely to have this huge panic response. And um, so that's what I mean when I say it's going to play itself out in your life over and over again. It can also play itself out over and over again behaviorally, right? So that kid who's afraid of the water, behaviorally, he may develop a pattern of running away from the water right? That may be just the behavior his brain has stored as the right thing to do in that situation. Um, but unfortunately, this can play out in our lives in really inconvenient ways, right? Sometimes we may have learned to uh, lean on substances, as an example, when we are really distraught, 
right? Some of us learn early that that is the best coping strategy we have available. And as such, whenever something really stressful happens, that person is going to lean on alcohol or whatever their drug of choice is, right? But we can actually teach the brain that that coping strategy is not the only one available and that there are better ones. But this is the process is first and foremost, it's ideal if they've got a memory that's fueling the reaction that you rewire the memory. And this process that does that is called memory reconsolidation. So if you look at memory reconsolidation on Google Scholar or PubMed or something, you will find thousands of articles. And um, memory reconsolidation is basically when it's a natural process. I should start with that. It's a natural process whereby every time you recall an event in your mind's eye, right, something that happened in your past, it will naturally change a little bit based on the context in which you recalled it. And so um, that is how some people will sometimes recall a memory and go, oh, I'm seeing it in third person. I'm seeing myself. I'm not in my body. Or they'll say, oh, I'm seeing it in black and white. And that's normal for many people. The brain naturally will change it a little bit. But we can change memories to have any data in them that we want. And so what we often do for folks who are dysregulated is we are adding data of safety to their traumatic memories until they are no longer traumatic. And that is something that I've done for myself. And I've done a lot of trauma modalities for myself. This is the only one that has ever actually resolved the trauma for me. So now I can talk about the traumatic events from my life and nothing happens in my body. Nothing happens for me emotionally. It's just like a story and it's almost like it doesn't belong to me anymore. And so that is really important for these folks who are so dysregulated all the time because most of the time they have a lot of tra trauma from the past or just really difficult experiences. It doesn't have to be big T traumas. So I should get back to the process. Sorry, that was quite a tangent. Um, I just thought people needed to understand a little bit more about how it worked. Um, so, so usually in our group program, we're having people do a daily practice where they are doing something to rewire some aspect of their stress patterning every day. So sometimes that looks like, you know, they wake up and do a ten, little 10 minute process. And other times it looks like they're going to start a project, right? Somebody might say to me, oh, you know, I get really triggered whenever I have to go to the doctor and get a procedure of any kind, like a colonoscopy or a gyne exam or something. And so, you know, for that person, they can take that with the processes in the program. There are some longer processes as well that are more like 30 minutes. With those processes, they can rewire their, you know, prior trauma with, colonoscopies and gyne exams and stuff like that, and also then teach the brain to default to feeling safe in those situations. And so the group element allows them to get that daily practice they need to actually make the re repetitive change in the brain. But on top of that, I do do private session work with some of my clients, and that's to just rewire some big, t big T traumas usually, um, or things that are just really sticky patterns for them. You know, sometimes we have stress patterns that we can't really see very easily. We can't really 
tell what the root is because we're so enmeshed with it. <laughs> and so sometimes I will work with somebody on example, let's say perfectionism, right? It's this really ingrained pattern they've been playing out since they were a kid. Usually people need a little bit of help with those kinds of bigger issues. Um, so I do do one-on-one -on -one rewiring also. Talking to, to someone who has also had some trauma and I resonate with that, you know, just talking about it there can be times when you feel like you're back there. I mean, I remember for the longest time that was what happened and I couldn't talk about it. I couldn't say that person's name that was involved with me. You know, it was just all of that. And so I, being able to now not have that problem and, and like you said, kind of talk about it like it was someone else's or it was a different lifetime or something is, is pretty amazing. And then I was looking at your list of, of different um, mental and emotional issues or patterns that, that can improve. And people pleasing was one that um, I put it in bold right there. Cause I just wanted to mention, I'm like, that's me. Okay. So we can fix this problem, you know? <clears throat> and I know, I mean, it's, I feel like, yeah, I feel like even the list of things, it's like all encompassing. It's like, everything can be improved if not resolved with this this modality with this practice here yeah i guess i would say the caveat to that might just be more severe mental illness you know we because we are not psychologists or psychiatrists we don't work with that so i can't really speak to results in that arena but that would be things like schizophrenia psychosis active mania um things, uh, schizoaffective disorder, personality disorders, those kinds of things. So I just want people to know that, um, cause it is not necessarily a panacea. I do not know if, what it would do in conditions like that. Looking more at, I guess, more of the medical things, this, I was looking up, um, you've got autoimmune diseases, allergies, um, Lyme disease, you mentioned the mold toxicity. Does that, the, I guess the retraining around that, is there anything different? I mean, I know every, every, every patient, every client is going to be different because you've got to cater it specifically to them, but is the concept still the same there? Yeah, the concept is still the same, but the way I like to think about it with physical health issues that are related to the nervous system dysregulation is that the more time you can spend in regulation, the better those conditions get. So oftentimes in the beginning, when people come to me, they're dysregulated almost all the time, meaning they're in fight, flight, or freeze most of the time. And that was me when I started doing retraining too. So, but then over time, as you do more and more of these regulating activities and you rewire old traumas and all that kind of stuff, you get to the point where you are spending most of your day in regulation and you're only getting pushed out of that by, by new and stressful events, right? like, oh, your dog died suddenly, right? That would be a totally appropriate situation to still have an emotional and stress response, right? And so you will still have those, but um, you will spend most of the time in regulation and that will allow your physiology to come back into balance. You know, with those physical health conditions, usually the, the issue is just that your autonomic nervous system is sending those danger signals a lot of the time. And so when you can stop that, then they can all go, oh, thank God, now I can repair and regenerate and do housekeeping stuff, clean up, you know, all this stuff that they just didn't 
have the ability to do while they were thinking you were running from a tiger. <laughs> so I think that what we see is that it's usually gradual, but those, if those issues they're having are related to their nervous system, they will improve. So I can give you an example of mold illness because I was going through that when I started retraining. So I was very sick from toxic mold. I had probably been living in it for most of my life actually, but, um, towards the end, it got really, really severe after I'd been living in it for probably at least 13 years straight. And, um, at that point I became hypersensitive to mold. I also had it growing in my sinuses and digestive tract, and I had the toxic overload from it, right? Mold is this like triple threat. It can do a lot of different things, but, um, so I had all those things going on, but I started doing the neural retraining even while I was still living in it because it took us a while to really find where it was in our home and do the remediation, which can, it can be quite a long process. So during that, I was doing neural retraining regularly and what would happen most times is I would be able to lower my physical symptom severity by at least 40 to 50% whenever I would do a neural retraining activity. And it would usually stay that way until I got stressed out by something again, right? And so I, I found it incredibly helpful, even while I was still going through the thick of the mold illness, that just that little bit of regulating activity was enough to help my body ease some of the inflammation and the symptoms that were going on. So I encourage people that even if you're, you know, in the midst of a very physiological stressor of some kind, right, maybe you had a traumatic brain injury or, you know, you're dealing with Lyme disease or you're mold sick or whatever, all these things, if you're better regulated, your body's going to be able to deal with them better, right? Your immune system is going to be able to attack, you know, invaders better and to uh, not produce allergies and autoimmunity for you. This is one of the common things that happens with chronic stress is we are, we become more likely to be inflamed in unproductive ways, i.e. allergies and autoimmunity, and less likely to be able to fight infections well, which is why you see those stressed out people who are like, yep, I had a cold last month. I have a cold now. I'm going to have a cold next month. <laughs> That's because their immune system is so impaired by something. And one of those things could be nervous system dysregulation. So that's how we see this huge variety of physical issues respond to this is because they really are all connected. Yeah, I know that absolutely makes sense because I can even attest to having patients that come in with so many of these different um, diagnoses. In, and they're just kind of perpetuating each other. And, you know, you can't get one to calm down. They all just flare and, yeah, they're just a mess. Just putting out constant fires in every body system, right? <laughs> That's how I felt a lot of times in my practice. Can you touch a bit on um, the acupuncture? Because I'm very interested in that too. Like you use that in your practice, correct? I'm not wrong there. I don't use it in my practice anymore because I just do neural retraining work at this point. Yeah, I believe in this work so much that I closed my naturopathic and acupuncture practice to just do this. I really felt like my there were tons of naturopaths and acupuncturists where I am, and there's almost nobody talking about this work 
And it was so key to probably 20 to 25% of my patients. I was just like, I need to bring more of this to the world, more credibility to this, introduce it to more people and say, hey, this is a doctor recommending that you rewire your brain because you need to for yourself to get well. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I feel like it touches on so many different parts of the body, the mind, body, all of it. And no one is completely 100% in balance all the time, I don't think, you know, I mean, I feel like we could all benefit at least somehow from this type of practice. Yeah, absolutely. I think even if you're not dysregulated all the time, like I was or some of my patients, you probably do still have some pretty strong triggers and stress responses to certain things in your life. And you can get relief from all those things with neural retraining, which is amazing, right? You may be the most anxious parent on the planet about your kid and their well-being, and you can rewire that. You do not have to remain stuck in that feeling state all the time and that worry. Your limbic system literally just needs to hear from you that you are safe and that's going to be okay. And I don't mean just talk to yourself. That, that doesn't really work. <laughs> to rewire the limbic system. The limbic system only really responds to emotions. It is It responds to shifts in your nervous system state. And that's how you actually program in new emotional learning. So a lot of times people are trying to like do affirmations or even talk therapy, right? You're trying to understand what's going on with yourself and with your emotions and your thoughts and the situation in life and how the two are interacting. But just talking about the issue is not going to significantly change the wiring in the limbic system. And therefore, the pattern's going to keep replaying itself in your life. So, yeah, I would say if you're out there and you have any kind of mental, emotional, or stress patterning issue, this will help you. And if you've got a physical health issue, this will almost always help you as well. So, and there's also no downside, which is, makes me so happy. Like as a naturopathic physician, and maybe this is true for your nursing oath too, but you know, our, one of our oaths when we graduated and became doctors was to first do no harm. And even in my naturopathic practice, I could do harm. Absolutely. Even though I was using natural tools and diet and lifestyle change, I could still do harm. Obviously I never tried to do that. I tried to avoid that at all costs, but, um, this modality, because it literally is just you doing different things with your brain, there are really no downsides. There's really no risk. We really haven't seen any negative effects from this for anyone. And that makes my heart just sing <laughs> as a healer. I love it. Yeah. It's not like taking a pill. Well, it might cause 15 side effects or interact with something else that you are taking or whatever. Yeah. I mean, I, it's, I feel like it, it seems like a win-win situation. You know, what can it, it can't hurt to try. And then it sounds like it almost always is beneficial in some way. I'm assuming that you have patients come in that are on all different kinds of medications and things. Um, are they a lot of times able to get rid of some of those through this retraining of the brain? Yes, that's very often the case. Um, I wouldn't say 100% of the time, like 
if somebody has a really um, significant physiological stressor that their body has no other way of dealing with, like mold toxicity, they may still need to address that thing, right? And that's why in the Wired for Wellness program, I actually teach both my naturopathic information um, to help people figure out how to get well and also the neural retraining stuff because I certainly have neural retraining clients who sometimes need help on the physical side of things also. But yeah, a lot of times people are getting off of blood pressure medications, POTS medications, digestive medications, <laughs> immune medications, all, yeah, many different types um, when they're able to get regulated and then their body comes back into balance. Oftentimes the way that they know they need to get off the medication is because they start to react badly to it. Once they become regulated, their body's like, what are you doing? We don't need that. Blood pressure's already low enough. And then you give them a blood pressure medication, they're like fainting and dizzy and yeah. So um, that's often how we find out. And we're like, oh, yay, you know, that wasn't fun. But now, you know, you get to get off that medication. I hate it when patients come in and they're already on so many different medications and then they just want another one for X, Y, Z. And it's like, you know, how do you even eat daily when you have these these medications that you're trying to consume? And then they're probably all interacting. I... I don't know. I'm so excited to learn more and more and more about this because it's just so much the natural way, I guess, for to simplify things, just to fix the problem, retrain the brain. Um, yeah, because I think we were, were born, we develop those uh, particular triggers, like you were saying, the fight or flight. So it completely makes sense that the retraining is what's going to fix a lot of the issues that we might have. The sad part is a lot of people are afraid to walk down this path. And they're, what we find is that most of them are afraid because they've never found a mental and emotional tool that really helped them enough that they didn't feel like they were suffering a lot of the time. And so when we say, hey, you know, if you walk down this path and you address your emotions and your stress, you're going to get better, they often don't believe us. And they also often think it's going to be painful. It's going to be hard. It's going to take so much work and all my time and all this stuff. And it's not like that. You can spend, you know, like 30 minutes a day sometimes just doing a little neural retraining activity. And yeah, you can miss days. It's not the end of the world. Um, and so it's, the other thing I love about it is that the tools that we use are really enjoyable. Like people are often like, you're, you're, you're lying. You're, you're not telling the truth. I'm like, no, they really are enjoyable. Like, so I'll give you an example. We have, um, one of the processes that we often use is a dance process. So you can send signals of safety to the brain in a lot of different ways. And one of the ways you can do that is through the body. And so if you create pleasant sensations in the body while someone is having a stress response around whatever, their trigger, you actually teach the brain a little bit, hey, that trigger is actually safe. And you're sending that signal through physical sensation, but you can also do it auditorily, right? So 
during the dance process, there will also be some music that tends to make people feel good, right? And so you are using multiple different ways of saying to the brain, no, everything's actually fine. There's no tiger here. And so we hear from our members all the time. They're just like, wow, I never thought that creating change in myself mentally and emotionally could be fun. And it can be. It can also be incredibly relaxing. Some of our processors are just like, they practically put you to sleep. They're so relaxing. And so, um, yeah, there's something there for everybody and none of them are difficult or painful. Your patient population, is it across the age ranges? Is it kind of one main focus? Like, Yeah, I pretty much focus on teenagers and adults and like our oldest member right now is 75 and doing amazing in the program. Um, So I would say older adults can do incredibly well also, but I also find that a lot, a lot of teenagers need this now. You know, um, COVID happened, I think that mental health in the teenage population just became abysmal. It was already bad, but it became so much worse. And so I think that a lot of youth need this now. And I think after about the age of, you know, 15, maybe even a little younger for girls, they can really understand all this stuff and really start applying it in themselves um, very effectively. So, you know, there's, it's never too early to learn how to deal with your emotions in a healthy way. I was talking to an occupational therapist earlier and she focuses on adolescents. And um, she focuses on the the psychiatric health through her occupational therapy, which is really cool to me. Um, and yeah, we were talking about the same thing. It's it's kind of scary and sad, you know, the way that this has become the norm, I guess, for kids. And I just want I wish we could just change that. And I think you're making strides for change. Meg, who I talked to earlier, is making strides for change. And that just makes me really happy because they need help and not just medication. Like, I feel like people just want to start five-year-olds on ADHD meds. And then I have 12-year-olds on, you know, SSRIs already. And it's like, well, have you done anything to figure out why this is the way that they think and this is the way they view the world? So, I mean, this seems like just perfect for that age group just because they you can kind of get down to the the trigger and kind of help them make that shift i think the other reason it's so great for this population is because you know when you're when you're a teenager you're really individuating right you're you're becoming who you want to be that's a you know big part of what's happening, right? And you're maturing emotionally. And so it's really the perfect time to introduce a tool set like this that they can use for their entire lives, right? Feel empowered going into the first, you know, really vulnerable situations in your life where you're you're having to be an adult, do all these new things you've never done before. It's going to be you know, some, some stress is going to be involved. Right. And so if you learn these tools very early, you can have a much breezier life than, you know, if you wait until you're 37 and you've already gone through a lot of really stressful stuff and now it's all in there replaying in your life. Right. It would have been, I wish I had known these tools when I was a teenager because I could have prevented a lot 
you know, a lot of my own suffering with my illnesses could have been prevented and a lot of other things too, you know, a lot of suffering because of my overachiever pattern and because of relationship stuff, all kinds of things I've been able to rewire and suffer less around, but I wish I had known that sooner. <laughs> yeah, no, I, it completely makes sense. I mean, having been through different things and then trying to learn from them and try not to repeat the process, but having to go back and having this skill set to avoid them in the first place, like would have been just, I don't know, the best for back, lack of a, I guess, better <laughs> adjective. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We do this little thing kind of before we wrap up. Um, I have a toddler and he calls popcorn cockcorn. And so we just ask some fun questions for our cockcorn quiz. Um, <laughs> nice. And that's ode to Murphy because he, he says a lot of random things. <laughs> um, so I'm just going to pick a couple and we'll ask them real quick. Um, okay. So if you can have an unlimited supply of one thing for the rest of your life, what would that be? Mm, that's such a good question. I'm so bad at these questions that are one thing, but um, mm. I'm just going to go with one thing that sounds pretty good. It might not be the best, but I think <laughs> it might be. That's so hard to choose. I don't know. I think it might be sushi for me. Yeah. I love sushi oh, so okay. much. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I it like would probably be food for me as well. <laughs> so. I, I like I like where your head's at on that for sure. Um, let's do one more. Let's see. If you were going to compete in the Olympics, what would be your sport or activity? It doesn't even have to be a sport. What would you be in the Olympics competing in? Okay, I'm going to do two. One is soccer because okay. that's actually what I played when I was younger and I still oh, love it. Nice. I don't really play it anymore, but it's, it's so fun. And then the other one is pole vaulting. I did a little pole Sweet. vaulting in high school and I was like, this nice. is so fun. You get to fly through the air. <laughs> and, but I never yeah. got to pursue it. So if I could pursue it now, I would. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. I, I see those people doing that and it freaks me out, but I'm like, that has to be so fun at the same time. So yes, that's awesome. <laughs> I love that. I think answer. it's just one of those um, like feelings in your body where you're just like, wee. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It makes you feel like a kid, right? Yeah. yeah. Do you want to tell us where we can find you if people want to learn more? Yes. Mm -hmm. Social media, website, that kind of thing. Yes. So if you go to getwiredforwellness.com backslash links, then you will see kind of our link tree and it'll show you like, hey, you want to join our Facebook group for a bunch of free stuff? Get on in there. We, we literally do give away a lot of free information and tools. So there are two free programs you get when you join awesome. the Facebook group that also have, I think, a total of eight neural retraining processes in them that are totally free. You can use them to start oh. rewiring your brain today and just see what that's like. Um, and so there's that. And then on there, there's also like our website where you can learn more about the Wired for Wellness program and stuff like that. Awesome. And I'll put all that in the show notes just so everyone can find you. Thank you. Um, but thank you so much for joining us today. I really appreciate it. And I'm excited to learn more 
about neuroplasticity and re retraining my brain. Yeah, thank you so much. This was such a fun conversation. Absolutely. Well, thank you everyone for listening to the Empower podcast and thank you to Dr. Curitan for coming on today. Um, we hope that everyone will be able to learn more and be able to put this into their practice and their daily lives. Um, if you enjoyed listening in, be sure to like, subscribe and leave a review. And then you can also follow along on social media um, at Mandy Empower. And until next time.